What is up, everyone? What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Um, so, guys, um, first of all, I decided that this is my third time being on my podcast. Uh, um, but, guys, uh, anyways, I decided to come back on here uh, just because a lot of you guys wanted me. A lot of you guys were asking me some really interesting questions. Um, um, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm on here, you know, you guys know, whenever you guys ask me questions, I'm always going to answer them, you know, um, so, yeah, but it looks like a lot, a lot of you guys are asking me, Justin, what can the Giants preseason opener tell us about, uh, camp position battles? Well, here's what I can say. I mean... I got a I got a simple and easy answer. What it tells us is that this is what this is what fans want. This is this is how teams get better. You know, you know, this is how teams get better. You know, you you challenge you challenge players that you draft and bring in from free agency, and you test them all, and you try to, and you know. It, you try to get the best out. You try to get the best out of them, just like how you try to make the best smoothie. You know, you're you're gonna, you know, like you're you're gonna you're gonna wonder which ingredient which which is the best ingredient that I can put on here, so I can make the smoothie taste so good. You know, that's what it's like. That's what that's what it's like for um for preseason. You know, you want to, you always want to, um, you always want to test, you want to, you want to test your best players out and you want to see what you can get out of them. That's what position, that's what preseason is all about, you know? So I think, so I think, you know, I think, um, I think that's, um, I think that's a pretty good answer for that question. But I mean, there's a lot, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of. There's other things. There's a lot of other things when it comes to preseason. You know, I mean, I mean the intensity. You know, I mean, I mean this is this is these are players' jobs. You know, players are they're fight. You know, they're 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 going into camp every day. You know, and just trying to uh keep, just trying to keep a job. You know, they're you know players. There's NFL players out out there that want that have families and they need to raise their families and they can't raise their families if they don't have a job. You know, this is this is how players get paid. You know, so that's all I gotta say about that. You know, that's all I gotta say about that. You know, so this is how um this is how this is what drives players. I'm not gonna sit back and relax. It's go time. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on trying. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. I'm I'm gonna play my hardest, and I'm gonna do whatever I can. I'm gonna do whatever I can to um. I'm gonna do whatever I can, you know, to uh, you know, to to um. To keep my to keep my life in check, you know. So that's all I gotta say about that. Um, 
obviously, uh, training camp for the Giants. It's you know there's been there's been heated battles. You know, but look at here's what I would say. While the like, while the loss itself is frustrating, I feel like we shouldn't concentrate too much on the final score. You know, we shouldn't focus on the score. Both teams were focused more on working on specific aspects of their offense and defense as opposed to actively trying to win a regular season game. Instead, we should look at the events of the game as a window in the state of the team in the middle of August. The Giants are working on building their offensive defense as well as trying to figure out how their 90-man roster will come together as a 53-man roster. You know, like I really don't know what the coaching staff's vision for the for the Giants is in 2023, but I do know that Camp has had several heated roster battles. You know, and I feel like we should be asking ourselves what can the developments in the first preseason game and obviously that's what the question is. That's how we got here. Um I think the first thing we should mention is the offensive line. Look at the offensive line is going to be fluid, you know. Because you know when 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 you uh, talk about development, when you talk about uh, you know basically development, you're developing your team to get better. You know that's that's the that's the main job of a head coach to make players better. You know and I feel like that's what Brian Dayball has done, you know, not just with his, not just the, not just, it's, it's not just about how he coaches, it's about how he acts, you know, it's about how tough he is on his players, you know, that's what, that's what makes a coach better, you know, you, you just want, you, you're going to do, like, you're going to do whatever it takes to uh, be so great. You know, and what great coaches do, they're going to get after players. And that's just the main point of it. Look what Eric Bieniemy is doing in Washington. Eric Bieniemy is going at his players. And they're, you know, and the players in Washington, those players in Washington, they can't stand it. Because Eric Bieniemy is a winner. You know, Eric Bieniemy, he worked with Patrick Mahomes. He worked with one of the best quarterbacks. He worked with the best quarterback in the entire NFL, you know, so, Eric, you know, and I, and I hope, you know, and I'm hoping Eric Bieniemy does get a job, because he does, he does deserve a job, you know, he made, he turned Patrick Mahomes into a, into a, into a dominant quarterback, you know, but when it comes to the question, what can the developments in the first preseason game tell us about those battles, about those camp battles, you gotta mention the offensive. Look, the offensive line is going to be fluid. You know, I'm just gonna say that. This is the obvious place to start, and it will be a closely watched storyline over the next three weeks. The good news is that John Michael, uh, rookie center John Michael Schmitz was largely solid throughout the first half. He didn't look outmatched and was head and shoulders above the rest of the Giants linemen. The bad news is that the players to either side of him are in contention to be starters as well as they looked like, you know, 
anonymous second teamers. Right guard Mark Lewinsky, who didn't play, is still likely uh, the start. Who, who's still the likely starter at right guard, but he wasn't great last year. Joshua Zudu likely has the highest ceiling of the potential starting guards, particularly considering the the uh, the, the, the uh, development as a rookie uh, was interrupted was uh, interrupted by injury. But while future development is all well and good. The Giants need their offensive line to take a step forward in the present. You know, granted, we didn't get a look at Tyree Phillips or Davey Hamilton due to injury. Either could be an option as the left or right guards or for a swing tackle. Speaking of swing tackle, Matt Pert played to exception. He played to expectations after the, after the first three years of his career. He appeared steady to start the game and was fine right up until he was few if any teams have few if any teams have really have really reliable depth along their offensive line you know and that's just the that's that's just the god honest truth you know and injuries to starters usually cause heartburn the potential the potentially good news is that Tyree Phillips is it, the, the potentially good news is that is that Tyree Phillips um, and Hamilton, uh, Davey Hamilton, did see reps during the regular season last year and played about as well as played about as well as could be expected for backups. I fully expect the Giants coaches to continue to mix and match to try and find their best five, six, and seven linemen. Let's talk about the wide receiver depth chart. The wide I'm gonna say this right now, and I feel like every Giants fan should uh, should know this as well. The wide receiver depth chart will be interesting to watch. The Giants rested their entrenched starters against the Lions, but it's interesting that they had several likely starters on the field for the start of the game. Look at it isn't terribly surprising that Jalen Hyatt was on the field for the first preseason game. The rookie, look, obviously Jalen Hyatt, he needs as many rep, as many snaps as he can get to, you know, acclimate to the NFL. But it is surprising that it is surprising that Isaiah Hodgins started the game, considering he seems to be in line for a starting job in 2023. Darius Slayton had the night off, as did Paris Campbell and Sterling Shepard. Paris Campbell and Sterling Shepard did not uh uh, uh, Paris Campbell and Sterling Shepard not playing wasn't surprising. Sterling Shepard has dealt with uh, significant injuries over the last two years, and Paris Campbell is reportedly managing new tendons. Hopefully I said it right. Something in his knee. I don't know how to pronounce it. But Isaiah Hodgins getting work while most of the rest, while most of the rest of the non-rookie starters sat it's a bit noteworthy. Not that I think Hodgins' starting job is in jeopardy, but rather the Giants just don't have that many natural outside receivers. Sterling Shepard has done it, and Jalen Hyatt can do it as well. But most of but most of the receivers on the Giants, outside of Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton, are natural slot receivers. Brian Dayball said he thought the work would be good for Isaiah Hodgins because... He was only with the Giants for part of last season. 
You know, obviously the injury to Colin Johnson makes the dynamics even more interesting and could bode well for Davis Hills depending on its severity. Brian Dayball uh, said um, yesterday that Colin Johnson and other injured players were still undergoing testing and their status was up in the air. That isn't ideal. You know, as we've seen Davis Sills have impressive camps against reserve players, only too well against starting competition. You know, uh, Cole Beasley and Jamison Crowder were definitely the most impressive receivers for the Giants. You know, Cole Beasley had the most receiving yards uh, for the Giants. Yeah, 33. Yeah, well, like two, three receptions for 33 yards. And the veteran receiver, you know, both receivers easily cooked the Giants' uh, second and third string defensive backs. You know, it, it's pot. Look at, and this is why I, this is why I'm so happy that Cole Beasley is in. You know, not. I honestly look at. I understand this guy. He's not. I'm. It's very obvious. It's very. It's very possible. And this is nothing against Cole Beasley, even though he tortured my Giants for years because he played for. He played for the. He played for the Dallas Cowgirls for the majority of his entire career. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to be rude. But this guy, he's obviously way past his prime. He's not, he's not the Cole Beasley I once saw. But if I if we somehow get the the primetime Cole Beasley, that would be amazing. You know, because Cole Beasley, he's he's not a he's a he's not that bad of a slot receiver. You know, you know, he can run routes, he's very fast, you know, he can take hits. Oh, I remember the hit he took uh, in the playoffs against the Green Bay Packers. It was nasty. You know, so Cole Beasley, you know, I'm just happy that he's, I'm happy that he's with the Giants. I never really, I, you know, I mean, there, there are rumors saying that he was going to go to the Giants. You know, obviously, um, obviously Brian Dayball and Joe Shane know him from their days in Buffalo. I never really thought he was going to go to the Giants, but hey, the Giants picked them up. Oh, man. Um. But I, I'm, I'm happy that Cole Beasley is here because, first of all, he's a veteran. The Giants have a very young receiving core. And I feel like Cole Beasley could uh, help these young guys, you know, and teach them the basics of being a slot receiver. Because, hey, Cole Beasley, he, he can do it. He, he, I think he'll be the best teacher. I mean, he's done it pretty well, you know, so... It's going to be very interesting to see how that goes, you know, but I will say this. It is possible that Cole Beasley and uh, Jamison Crowder could both force their way onto the roster. I can't believe I'm saying that because everyone heard what I was saying about Jamison Crowder not making it to the main roster. I said I said myself, watching Jamison Crowder, am I starting to see the Jamison Crowder from the 2016 season? You know, Jamison Crowder with when he was with the when when he was with this is when the this is when um uh this is when uh the Washington Commanders were the Washington Redskins. You know, Jamison Crowder, you know, in the 2016 season, he was he was explosive. You know, um even though even though he doesn't have the elusiveness that he once had, he he, he started to show it. You know, <clears throat> But here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to say. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this. 
I, it's possible that Cole Beasley and Jameson Crowder could force their way onto the roster and uh, Sterling Shepard off. You know, in that case, there's a real chance that Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins are the Giants' only receivers over six foot and 200 pounds. Now, I, now obviously, how obviously look how the Giants construct their receiving corps will absolutely will be absolutely fascinating to follow over the remainder of August and into September. So that's all I got to say about that. Next thing we got to talk about is this. Trey Hawkins the third. Yes, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back at it talking about this kid. You know, this guy, Trey Hawkins, is trouble for Darnie Holmes and Cordo Flop. And here's why. Obviously, I've talked plenty about this kid and his play over the last couple weeks. He has played fast. You know, he has played fast and done an excellent job of playing aggressive, sticky coverage, regardless of who he lines up against. You know, after last night, I I wouldn't be at all surprised if this guy is the Giants' full-time third quarterback. You know, I would not be surprised. You know, I could... I could see even more of the rookie corners on the outside with the Dory Jackson moving inside to the slot. That like that right there, that would almost certainly allow the Giants to keep their best corners on the field regardless of situation, as well as have a slot corner capable of matching up when outside receivers move inside to the slot, a la AJ Brown. Long term, you know, it could allow the Giants to move on from Rodori Jackson after this year with a minimum of pain, which it's going to be interesting to see how those contract negotiations play out. But the Giants, uh, the Giants' depth at, at at the slot cornerback position can't be viewing the development of Trey Hawkins with much enthusiasm beyond cheering on a teammate. You know, look at Donnie Holmes. That's obviously. This guy desperately needs to prove that he's more valuable than his potential cap savings. Getting pushed down the roster by a rookie isn't great. You know, it's not great. It's not great. It's not great news for Darnell Holmes in that regard, particularly in light of how frequently he was penalized a year ago. You know, Cordo Flat is likely safe for now. The Giants liked him enough to spend a third round pick on him a year ago. Um, however, if Cordo Flat can't push a rookie six rounder and winds up having to fight his way back up the depth chart, that right there is going, you know, that's going into his third year. That and look at and look, that might not bode well for his long-term future. Likewise, Aaron Robinson could come off the PUP list only to be the number five or number six quarterback. <sighs> look at this right here. This is a great problem to have if you're Joe Shane. Brian Dayball and Wink Barnett, but for guys named Darnie Holmes, Cordell Flat, and Aaron Robinson, it might just be a problem. Another thing I want to talk about, uh, let's talk about the number. I want to talk about the numbers game at tight end and running back. That right there, the numbers game at tight end and at running back is going to be tight. And the reason why I say that is because look, it's worth noting, and I haven't seen many highlights uh, this fact. That the Giants started the game in 12 personnel. Uh, I was hearing reports that the Giants made heavy use of two tight end sets throughout camp. And that makes sense given their acquisition of Darren Waller. You know, 
I recently projected that the Giants will keep three tight ends and four running backs on their on the main roster. You know, um, like I I didn't feel great about that projection. You know, and after last night, I'm wondering if those numbers could could be twi- uh, could be switched. I said twitch switched. Look, both Daniel Bellinger and Lawrence Cager started the game for the Giants, and Tommy Sweeney was the first tight end off the bench. Once Daniel Bellinger's night was done, Lawrence Cager getting the start lines up with, you know, with, uh, with our projections that with my projections that he's the number three tight end, uh, behind Darren Waller and Daniel Bellinger. That being said, the fact that the Giants open with an inline and hybrid tight end on the field suggests a couple things. The first is that the Giants want both skill sets available to them, and current projections don't include a backup for Daniel Bellinger. Tommy Sweeney played well when he was on the field and likely helped himself on the tight end depth chart. As you know, as I said before, the Giants are going to have a very unconventional receiving corps that might only have two big receivers. They could be looking at Darren Waller and Lawrence Cager as the supplements to the receiving corp who make up the fact, who make up for the fact that Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton are their only receivers who aren't undersized. If so, they'll likely want to keep a second wide tight end to have a direct backup for both Daniel Bellinger as well as Darren Waller. Now let's get to the running back uh, position. You know, and obviously a lot of us Giants fans, we've been we've been in at the running back spot ever since you know ever since the Saquon Barkley situation. You know, like this all started with the Sa- with uh, Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Like we didn't know who was going to start. Was it going to? I was assuming it was going to be Eric Gray. You know, because the Giants drafted him. You know, and you know, like you're not gonna. Like, why would you, um, why would you, why would you, like, why would you not start a running back if, why would you not start the running back that you drafted, you know, but look at, I can't, we can, I think we can all set Eric Gray aside as he's almost certain to make the roster as a fifth round pick and the Giants primary punt return. At least, you know, at least as at least as of at least as what I'm saying. Likewise, Saquon Barkley and Matt Breida are making the team. There's no question about that. The question could now be either James Robinson, Deshaun Corbin or Gary Brightwell can do enough to force their way onto the roster. That's going to be very interesting. You know, if I had to make a good guess, I'll probably say James Robinson due to experience. You know, he does have, he has started, he has started in the NFL before. So I think James Robinson would be a, would be a safe bet, you know, so we'll see what what happens. And yeah, guys, that's all I got to say about that. Um, I hope you guys enjoy, I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say about it's very interesting question. Um, but I'm excited, you know. But that's all I gotta say about that. Um, I appreciate the question and topic. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I gotta say. Uh, let me know how you guys feel about my. Let me know how you guys feel about my answer to your question. 
and I'll get right back at you guys about that. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, I will keep you guys updated for more news about the Giants. More lists if I have. Uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep you guys updated for more lists if I have any. Or if there's any questions you guys have for me, I'm free to answer them. But until then, guys, I am out. Peace.